to kick this pig on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, my friends. And let's start out with old uh, old uh, Gaptooth herself, Stacey Abrams, who still insists she won the Georgia gubernatorial election. I wonder why the media is not uh, jumping on her for misinformation or disinformation, for lying about, uh, you know, winning, actually winning the Georgia gubernatorial race a few years ago when clearly there was no fraud. She lost. Yet the media praises her. But she's a bit of a, a hypocrite, a masquerade. Stacey Abrams, according to the New York Post, is being slammed. And that's not an easy task. But actually, she was going maskless and took a picture surrounded by a bunch of kids in a uh, elementary school. And they were all ha- had their masks on. You see in the background, all the teachers look like they have <clears throat> masks on. Looks like everyone in the photo has a mask on, except for one, Stacey Abrams. Now, the problem is Stacey Abrams is a big-time advocate for mask mandates. You better put your mask on now. That's Stacey's attitude toward it. And she always browbeats people and criticizes people for not being safe, not wearing their mask, not following the science, all that other garbage. Well, where's your mask, woman? Picture's right here. Uh, According to the New York Post, Ben Klesson has the story. So she doesn't have the mask on. Everyone else has a mask on. So how do how does uh, this Democrat leftist nutcase who can't wear a mask? And if anybody needs to wear a mask, God, it's Stacey Abrams. Seriously, <clears throat> uh, Abrams joins, who was forty eight by the way, joins many of her Democratic peers, including California Governor Gavin Newsom. His hair's never out of place, and he's never right about anything. And San Francisco Mayor London Breed, who have been gallivanting indoors without masks despite supporting strict face covering mandates. The hypocrites on the left are amazing. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. You got to wear a mask. You're breaking the law. You're not wearing a mask. You don't care about people. You're trying to kill people by what not wearing a mask. And the next thing you know, you've seen them over and over and over again, not wearing a damn mask. Look. Practice what you preach or shut your mouth. It's that simple. The former state minority minority leader initially tweeted a photo of herself at uh, Glenwood Elementary School in Atlanta on Friday, writing, spending time with <clears throat> Glenwood's amazing students, faculty, and staff ranks a spectacular, delightful, and outstanding. But all the kids had masks on, but not Stacey Abrams, and she's front and center. She is front and center, no mask to be found. Maybe they couldn't find one to fit her head. I don't know. Now, the tweet was later taken down. But, of course, the Internet being what it is, it lives forever. People have uh, captured the image, and and everybody can see clearly. Uh, Abrams is vaccinated. And she has been a vocal supporter of mask mandates. So she wants the government, the force of government, force the state to force you and your kids to wear masks. But by God, she doesn't have to wear one. And again, she'll browbeat you for not caring about people, but she's not wearing one. 
Abrams, uh, this was in July of 2020, Abrams slammed Republican Governor Brian Kemp for his ban on mask mandates, saying it showed incompetency and immorality. Oh, what is your not wearing a mask around a bunch of kids show, Stacy? Huh? I mean, really? Of course, a lot of conservatives jumped on her. But the really the fascinating part uh, about this is uh, is this Abrams campaign issued a statement about all this on Sunday and they went on the attack and did they play the race card I don't know is it a day that ends in why it's and, and again the left only plays the race card on days that end in why or days there where it's raining, snowing, raining ice, sleeting, or the sun shining brightly, or the winds blowing or not. Any day of the week, they're going to play the race card. <clears throat> and this is what they said about the people pointing out that Stacey Abrams, the big fat hypocrite, doesn't have a mask on in this picture around these innocent children. It's, does she want to kill these children? Really? Does Is that what she's trying to do? The horror the left says when you don't wear masks, the horror, you're a horrible person. You ought to be banned from public life, many of them say. And yet, Stacey Abrams is here, no mask. And they're, I don't see anything. Uh, it, it, I, what? I don't see it. I, no, I don't see it. I don't see, move along. Nothing to see here. But this is what her, her people uh, spouted out. It is shameful that our opponents are using Black History Month reading event for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack. Okay, what the hell difference does COVID not spread during Black History Month? Or can black people not spread it during Black History Month? Is that what we're supposed to believe there? What relevance at all does Black History Month have to do with this? Nothing besides being a distraction. And a false political attack. Let me see. Abrams has been front and center on wearing masks, mask mandates. She loves them. Where's her mask? Yeah, that's just calling someone on hypocrisy. Uh, and it is pitiful, they continued, and predictable that our opponents continue to look for opportunities to distract from their failed records when it comes to protecting public health during the pandemic. Again, one of your chief claims, jackass, is that mask wearing is key and crucial and essential. So where the hell is Stacey Abrams' mask? It damn sure isn't on her fat gap-toothed face. It isn't on her hypocritical face. So if you're going to preach something, you're going to talk the talk, then walk the walk, or shut up instead of attacking people who are simply pointing out the hypocrisy of your your hero, Stacey Abrams. The campaign manager for Abrams, Lauren Rowe Wargo, <sighs> the hyphenated last name, uh, tweeted that our opponents took a brief, a brief break from licking Trump's boots this weekend to issue baseless attacks. How is the, you know, is the attack baseless? Do masks matter or don't they? Was she wearing it or wasn't she? It's very simple. 
Uh, Gro Wargo also tried to downplay the incident, explaining in another tweet that Abrams only, here comes the only remove my mask excuse the left loves to try out. Oh, excuse me, but I only, I only did it because uh, so she could be heard by students watching remote, uh, watching remotely and for photos with kids wearing face coverings. I thought masks didn't interfere with your breathing or your speech or anything else. I mean, if, if, the, if the, not wearing a mask makes you get people sick and makes you basically a murderer, the left claims, then there's no excuse for her not wearing one. See, this is what happens, leftists, when you, when you double down and triple down and quadruple down on your BS talking points and narratives. Eventually, because you're a bunch of hypocrites, you step in it. And you know what you stepped in. And she continued, Stacy, trust science. Then why was she wearing a mask? And supports masking in schools as it's a current CDC recommendation. So why is she ignoring the CDC? Can't she not spell it? I don't know. I'm not sure. And again, it goes on to some of the other things that uh, the, the idiots on the left have have been caught not wearing their mask while they're screaming and berating at you for you not wearing a mask or even questioning the hypocrisy, my friends. And then there's Newsbusters. Newsbuster Scott Whitlock, uh, a couple days ago, pointed out something about the, you know the Olympics are going on, in the communist hellhole of China. Uh, China, the China Olympics also known as the uh, re-education camp Olympics, uh, kicked off on Friday night under the shadow of the country's brutal regime sentencing Uyghur minorities uh, to prison terms featuring torture and sexual abuse. Why else do you go to prison but to be tortured and sexually abused? And this is a minority, Uyghur Muslims. And because of their religion, they're being targeted. And the left just can't see anything. They're like LeBron James. Their heads are so far up China's ass, they can't see anything. Yet, as Newsbusters reported on Tuesday, the network's only allowed 13 minutes in one year. For NBC, the network televising the Olympics, there, were only, there was only 742 seconds. They tried to make up for a year of non-coverage by doing a lot more in the last few days. So basically, they've been ignoring China as much as they could. But NBC isn't the only morally compromised network. Oh, no. That's a big swamp with a lot of jackasses in it. ABC allowed just 23 seconds from January 31st of 2021 to January 31st of 2022. If my math's correct, if my spelling is correct, that's one year. And the journalists of that network have repeatedly sold out to their corporate overlords buying the news of a prison camp uh, Mulan film nearby, and it might harm the movie's release. Excuse me, they were burying the news, not buying. Uh, in September 2020, ABC's Good Morning America aggressively promoted the live-action version of Mulan. Uh, the network repeatedly hyped its debut on Disney+. Plus. Yet when ugly news broke that the movie filmed near brutal Chinese concentration camps where those evil Uyghur Muslims are being re-educated and tortured, 
ABC censored the story. How did they censor it? What did they hide? On the September night, 2020, CBS This Morning, Elizabeth Palmer revealed uh, heavy uh, the area's heavy police policed with surveillance cameras everywhere. This is where the Chinese Communist Party runs so-called re-education camps where it has detained more than a million local people, including Muslim Uyghurs, and forced them to relinquish their language and religion. So imagine being imprisoned by your own government and forced, tortured, until you will stop speaking your language and forsake your religion. Anybody have a problem with that? I think everyone who's civilized have a, has a problem. But the media, like LeBron James, they got a lot of money in China here. So they got to be very careful. You know, China's, uh, China doesn't have Trump to push back anymore. Now they've got the, uh, the President Biden, uh, who uh, is slightly weaker, shall we say, than Trump. Now, instead of exposing this, the ABC hoard out the news division for Disney+. Plus On the September 4th, Good Morning America, Tom Lamas reviewed, now to a highly anticipated movie, fans have waited months to see the epic live-action film Mulan hits Disney Plus today. Sounding like the good little corporate shill, Will Reeve hype, Disney Plus premiere access members can start screaming Mulan right now before it's available to all Disney Plus subscribers on December 4th. I wonder how much kickback he got for uh, being a cheerleader. Desperately pathetic shill, Sam Champion, on August 13th, insisted that the film would bring honor to, among other, ABC employees. Disney releasing the trailer ahead of the movie, September 4th, Disney Plus premiere. Safe to say, I think Milan will bring honor to us all. When we finally get to see it in Disney as our parent company. And I think it is at an orgasm. When I, can I say that again? Oh, it felt so good. ABC may not want to cover the oppression of the Uyghurs. But enjoy that trailer for Mulan. And don't worry about what the Chinese are doing. They're communists. They're your friends, remember, media? But the abandonment of news is sadly nothing new for ABC. When Disney Plus premiered in November 2019, Good Morning America devoted almost 17 minutes to shilling it. Outlets like ABC and NBC simply can't be trusted anymore. It's not this liberal bias. They are compromised by their corporate overlords and they turn a blind eye to horrors that conflict with their bosses. Very, very sad and very... Again, it's like LeBron James and the NBA. The NBA is getting a whole bunch of cash from China, and they don't want to. They don't want to. You know, even though LeBron James is richer than rich times three, he can always have more. And I don't begrudge him money. I don't begrudge him money, but damn it, if you're a person who wants to be a social justice warrior and you want to claim to care about human rights and government abuses and you lie about our police and you smear our country with the best criminal justice system in the world, you want to slam us and bash us, and then you want to stick your head in China's you-know-what and be a good little servant. Give me a break. Talk about sickening, my friends. 
And there's other sickening stuff. Let's go to Moon Battery. Hello to Dave Blunt, who runs Moon Battery. Hell of a blogger, hell of a guy. He's very, uh, I think the left would describe him as very intolerant and insensitive. And he's not down with leftism at all. But he has a story about a BLM, that is Black Lives Matter, a rioter getting probation. Now, what did he get probation for? Because I, I don't think anybody minds somebody getting, uh, you know, uh, probation for some things. But I wouldn't consider trying to burn down a school during a riot as uh, nonviolent. I think the arson's a pretty damn serious crime. Uh, Jacob Chansley, he's the, the, the January 6th rioter, and he went to a bunch of other other uh, protests, a lot of anti-Trump protests. He was the guy with the paint on his chest, bare-chested with the, the buffalo horn hat and the, the this painting on his face. Total that case. He got 41 months in prison for dressing up like a buffalo and trespassing in the people's house on January 6th, which was, I have to point out, that was the worst thing that's ever happened ever, January 6th. What do you suppose the sentence would be for trying to set fire to a school? A school where children go. And sometimes they're even safe if they wear the masks, unless Stacey Abrams find them. And then she's going to try to go with that mask. And I guess she, she's trying to kill kids. That's what the left would say of it. If you don't wear your mask, you're not, you're trying to kill kids. Stacey Abrams must be trying to kill kids. I don't know what else to say. What do you suppose the sentence would be to try, for trying to set fire to a school? The answer is probation. Uh, so long as it's done in the name of the liberal establishment's ideology, the New York Post reports that a man convicted of attempting to set fire to a high school during the Black Lives Matter riots in Minneapolis following the death of St. George Floyd has been sentenced to five years probation. So you commit arson, you try to set fire to a, a high school, you get probation. That, that's amazing to me. Uh, the lucky recipient of the get-out-of-jail-free card is Mohammed Hussein Abdi, who's 20. Abdi was arrested in June of 2020, a month after he entered the high school through a broken glass door during the Floyd riot and could be seen on security footage pouring liquid from a white container onto the floor, then into a trash can. Audi, Abdi excuse me, then took a liquid-soaked garment and set fire to the trash can before running away as flames and smoke begin to spread. So this jackass is on videotape, and somehow it's still no big deal. Probation, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You're just trying to burn down a high school, but you were really mad about George Floyd, and you think the cops didn't treat him right, and you think the cop should be in prison, which he is now, by the way. And you're okay then to set fire to a school, apparently, without without really much much problem. See, he did it, as, as Dave Blunt points out, he did it for a good cause. Racial justice. Social justice. Some type of justice. Which isn't actually justice. And just a reminder of what all this, these good people did to Minneapolis. 
This really helped the city, right? Really helps the city when you burn down more than 15 or destroy more than 1,500 businesses were damaged or destroyed during the riots, totaling roughly $500 million in damages. And the people who worked at those stores, they're worth their job, at least temporarily. Many don't come back. Many will never come back. Uh, former business owners, maybe they weren't making a major bank, but they were doing well. People had jobs. They served the community. And now all that's gone because a cop was uh, overly aggressive and stupid in, by kneeling on the neck of George Floyd, who basically was going to die of the overdose of fentanyl. Because George Floyd was a thug and not all that bright. I know I could get in trouble for saying that. I mean, he did have a gold casket, by God. I think he got the gold casket for, for what? Robbing a pregnant woman by pointing his firearm at her belly? Well, that's, that's why he's called Saint, you know. I mean, he was a perfect human being. Multi-time overdoser, multi-time drug addict, multi-time felon. What a great guy. And yeah, the cop was wrong. The cop's in prison where he should be, in my opinion. See, I don't have a problem with the cop going to prison. I don't have the uh, have a problem with the other cops who should have ste stepped in and said, dude, he's having issues. Get off his neck. Let's do something differently here. I don't mind that either. But I can have perspective. Liberals don't have perspective. And by the way... Calling it riots, Dave Blunt points out, is probably racist because the new term is, remember, mostly peaceful protests. If the left doesn't. We stay with Moon Battery. More crime. Connecting the dots. Uh, just today, this hit uh, Moon Battery. A Washington State, or more specifically Seattle, uh, Washington State is where a lot of Bigfoot live, apparently. And they get coffee in Seattle. So that's, there you go. If you're a, cryptozoo, a, cryptozoo, a crypt, uh, cryptozoologist and you believe in imaginary creatures, which, by the way, I think there may be something to Bigfoot. I don't think it's one thing. It's maybe some species. I don't know. Uh, I don't ever want to find out personally. I never want to go hiking in the woods and hear anything that large. Uh, making noises at me and threatening me. It was enough to get it, get go face to face with a black bear in Colorado. And I was probably bigger than the bear, but bears can fight better than me. Well, how do I know this? They had a lot bigger claws, a lot bigger teeth and incredible strength. So luckily the bear was, was uh, driven off by multiple people yelling at him to, to go away. <laughs> And uh, it was funny because he got off the trail and you could hear him crashing through the woods going past us. And then further down is a very popular trail. <clears throat> it goes to first a place called the pool, then to uh, Fern Falls and eventually to Fern Lake. And it's it's a, a gorgeous trail, really nice. But you could hear people the direction I had come and the other people that were kind of in near me there. And you could hear women screaming intermittently as the bear made his way. The bear's just trying to get to wherever he's going. He doesn't want any of this. But again, it is scary when you look up and, oh, bear. Uh, but anyway, back to the story. 
here you need to collect the dots. It's like a game we're playing with Dave Blunt here. Dot one, Senate Democrats in Washington State have once again passed a bill that creates a pathway to early release, all the social justice, early release for a variety of incarcerated people serving long sentences or even life without parole, including those sentenced for aggravated murder and murder in the first degree. That's who we want to turn out. Murderers. We want to turn murderers out now somehow, folks. Where do they get this? I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, I grew up, you could trust a politician to say, no, we shouldn't let murderers out of prison. And now the Democratic Party has devolved to this. Uh, King County, where Seattle is, prosecuting attorney Minka Dringa uh, sponsored this bill. According to Republican State Senator Judy Warnick, 196 murderers may be released in the next five years. Remember to lock your doors and buy extra ammunition, kids. Uh, the bill passed along party lines, 28 to 19 to 2. So I guess they have two independents there. I don't know. Uh, but obviously 28 Democrats and 19 Americans, also known as Republicans. And the bill now moves to the House uh, in Washington. Uh, in the House, the Democrats outnumber the Republicans 57 of 41. Leftist Governor Jay Inslee, and he is left wing, can look forward to signing this bill into law. Again, murderers. Why would you let a murderer out of prison, for God's sake? First degree murders, too. I mean, good God. No one is this stupid, are they? Well, sadly, they are. Dot number two, the Seattle Police Department released its annual crime report for 2021 on Friday. And they detailed the across-the-board increases in rates of crime according, uh, excuse me, across all major categories. According to the report, overall crime increased by 10%. Violent crime increased by 20%. And property crime went up 9%. Uh Seattle Police Department highlighted Seattle's violent crime rate as a primary concern after reaching a 14-year high in 2021. That was driven by marked increases in aggravated assaults, up 24% over one year, and robberies, up 18%. Uh, again, robbery is where you rob someone. You don't break in a house and steal stuff when no one's home. You rob them. They're there. Uh, consistent with recent county-level reporting, shootings and shots fired events increased in Seattle over the last year as well, rising by 40% year over year and by 86% from 2019. Yep, let's cancel the, let's, uh, let's reimagine the police. Let's send uh, social workers out to, to police calls. Let's disarm the police. Let's defund the police. That's where Seattle was big and heavy into that. And, uh, yep, I wonder how many sane people are, are considering in Washington State, if they live near Seattle, just getting the hell out. Unbelievable. But, of course, the Democrats are going to focus on gun crime because the guns are doing this. The guns are doing it, of course. Unbelievable. And if the Democrats got their way and got the gun control laws they wanted, people would be less able to defend themselves. So crime would go up even more. 
why don't you just have keys made to everyone's home and give it to criminals and then they can come steal what the hell they want. You can even arrange uh, for the people not to be home at that time. How about that? Where will the stupidity stop, my friends? Where, oh where, oh where? And now the feature story of the day. And this will make you a bit uh, angry, I think. Yes, angry covers it. And here we go, my friend. News Busters. Gabrielle Hayes, uh, two, three, three days ago, had a story about a 13-year-old boy who was berated by a teacher. Obviously a cop-hating teacher, America-hating teacher. What did the child do? to incur the wrath of this uh, this rather uh, angry, sorry, excuse for a teacher. Well, it seems the boy made the poor decision of being a person who has a father who's a police officer. And so the teacher apparently is butthurt, doesn't like cops or something. Who knows? But anyway, there's some audio of it, and uh, it's, it's kind of hard to hear some. Uh, but this is truly disturbing. This is a teacher who has no business being a teacher. Okay. Uh, just none. They, this person may be good at some things. I don't know what. But being a teacher is not one of them. Uh, and here is is the, uh, the story. Sure, kids in public schools all over the nation are having to put up with wearing their face diapers. Uh, and teachers should be happy that they've gotten away with mandating such insanity. But what if a kid wears a mask some teachers don't like? Namely, patriotic and pro-police ones. Ew. Patriotic and pro-police? That's so icky. The Daily Wire reported on the 3rd of February that a substitute teacher at Lyman Gilmore Middle School in Grass Valley, California, yelled at a 13-year-old student, a boy, because he was wearing a thin blue line flag-themed mask at school. You've seen these. They have the American flag, and one of the, one of the lines in the flag is blue for blue lies for police. Uh, they also make them with uh, a red line. That one line is red. That's for firefighters. And there's other colors as well. But the altercation between the substitute, teacher, the substitute teacher and the student named Lucas Liller, who, by the way, stood up for himself very well. Good for you, Lucas. You got the better of this, this fat clown that claims to be a teacher and needs to be removed from his job immediately. It was called on camera by several students. The instructor made it clear that he was angered. He was triggered by the political nature of the mass design, calling it the flag of the new confederacy. I've not heard of this, the new confederacy. I thought we just had one. There was a war, war of northern aggression, war between the states, whatever you want to call it. And there was a nation called the Confederate States of America. For four years, they lost that war. And then they became part of the United States again. But I don't know anything about a new Confederacy. That's just one of those things that left really, when they're out of, of even semi-intelligent things to say, they come up with garbage like that. Everything becomes racism. Everything becomes sexism 
or everything becomes uh, toxic or masculinity, especially everything becomes evil and racist and white supremacist and blah, blah, blah. It is truly pathetic to observe. Of course, we all know the far left thinks pro-police merchandise might as well be covered in swastikas until their house gets broken into. Then you know who they call. Clearly, this public school teacher has been imbibing some serious BLM propaganda. Or maybe he was knocking down four or five old Milwaukee's before class. He looks like he might drink old Milwaukee's uh, and like it. During the footage of the confrontation, the teacher can be seen telling Lilar, whose dad is actually a police officer. I wonder if he talked to his dad that way. I wonder if he had, his dad had walked in at that precise moment, how that would have ended. I bet he wouldn't have stopped. I would, he would have stopped his tirade against the kid immediately. And I bet he might have soiled himself. Just maybe. Maybe soiled himself multiple times, probably. Uh, he tells the child, that's not an American flag. That's the new Confederacy flag. What an idiot. What an absolute idiot. You failed history. You failed current events. You failed reality. The only thing you didn't fail, apparently, is uh, hitting that buffet line multiple times, fat boy. He continued to explain that although the thin blue line flag is an American flag with a blue, white, uh, blue and white police theme, it's not American. So it's an American flag with a police theme on it, but it's not American. That American flag is not American. Okay, I know what American is. An American is stupid white male teachers who have like uh, really big beer guts, but we don't drink beer. We sip Chardonnay, okay, because we're woke. Again, why? Does, how did this person get to be a teacher? How? Seriously. He loudly berated the kid, saying, no, it's black, white, with some blue in it. Well, he can't identify colors. Maybe we should give him a round of applause for that. The poor boy responded, saying, yeah, thin blue line. Hence the name of the mask and the and the flag and the bumper stickers, thin blue line. The teacher then rudely dismisses him again in front of the whole class. Yeah, but it's not American. A clearly exasperated Lilar insisted it's American. Uh, the kid should be teaching the class, not this jackass. A local CBS affiliate reported that wearing the mask is how Lilar shows support for his dad. How dare he be proud of his father? Does he know his father's just a, just a slave catcher for the new Confederacy that doesn't even exist? And other brave men and women in law enforcement. So the kid has a, a heart for law enforcement because his, his dad is a police officer. And he has an appreciation for the sacrifice and service these great people give. And somehow he's a bad kid for that. Again, this teacher should be fired. I hope he already has been. Seriously, he should be fired. There, whether he agrees with that mask or not, you don't berate a kid like that. You don't attack a kid and insult his father, which basically he did in an offhanded way. 
Uh, when asked by the by the reporter about how he feels about being vilified for the mask, he said he feels worried. I worry if they like they're going to come on some person and they have a weapon in a car and this makes me feel worried. Poor kid. There's obviously a hot, toxic atmosphere in this school for outspoken pro-American, pro-police children. And if you want to see the uh, the exchange, you can go to Libs of TikTok on Twitter. And uh, I would play it, but the, the volume's kind of kind of messed up. Or it won't come through really well. Uh, but go to Libs of TikTok and uh, look up uh, this little video. And again, the teacher's a complete joke. Uh, in the CBS video, Lil R's mom provi- uh, provided a short statement. She stated that she had had her mind blown by the way her son was treated. She also said it made her angry and heartbroken. It should make us all angry. Of course, CBS's very balanced reporters, they made sure to put their two cents in where it didn't belong. They acknowledged that the sign has quote, come to signal opposition to the racial justice movement. The racial justice, good God, the racial justice movement is communism. That's what Black Lives Matter is based in. That's what all the fill in the blank here before the word justice ideologies are. Racial justice, economic justice, environmental justice, this justice, that justice. It's all about Marxism. And actually, as pointed out at Newsbusters, those thin blue line flags uh, have been popular for some time before BLM ever came into anyone's anyone's state of mind, anyone's knowledge. Uh, let's get it right. And amen, they should get it right, but they can't. And again, there's no place in school teaching for this clown. I had in... In eighth and ninth grade, my teacher was missing him. She was very liberal. And she didn't like, uh, she was a Carter voter. I think it was the 77, 78, then 78, 79 school years. And she was a a person, and I was, uh, you know, a budding young conservative. And she engaged me. She talked to me. And she was respectful. She told me several times she didn't necessarily agree with my opinions, but that I supported them well. She appreciated that, that I read uh, the newspaper, back when newspapers actually counted for something, and that she was uh, happy to see me and wanted to see me continue my interest in politics, current events, that type of thing. She was nice. She was respectful. She was an actual liberal. She wasn't a leftist like this tool teacher here. And she became one of my favorite teachers. One of my favorites. She uh, really, she was, she was so open-minded, even though she was a liberal. Liberals today generally are, if you can find an actual liberal, good luck. But the leftists that claim to be liberal today are so close-minded and so indoctrinated. It's, it's just absolutely nothing there. Uh, she was a substantive person, and I appreciate her for teaching me those two years. And I appreciate her actual tolerance. So here's the missing room. I hope she is doing well. Probably, and she's probably retired by now. Makes me feel old. I mean, I was, what, 
12 when I started seventh grade. God, 12. And now I'm looking back and going, damn, that teacher's probably, you know, in her 70s retired now. And I'm, well, I'm not 12 anymore. I'll put it that way. But anyway, that's it for me, my friends. Uh, And as a top five, I don't do these much anymore. I should. I have a little extra time. I think I'll do a top five for you real quick. And I watch a lot of the Food Network. Love diners, divers, and drives. I learned more about cooking from that show. Love it. But the five things, foods are things about food I can't stand that everyone seems to to do. Number five is number five because it's it's more than a, a dislike of something, a distaste for something. I'm actually allergic uh, to avocados. I know because the first time I ever ordered avocado on a sandwich, it was in California, and I'd never eaten avocado before. So what the heck? Uh, got It was a chicken sandwich with, you know, bacon and avocado and blah, blah, blah. Took a bite of the sandwich, and about 30 seconds later, had to go to the bathroom. Sick. I mean, that kind of really intense nausea. And... I had it one more time a couple years later, the same thing. And then a few years ago at my last job, a really busy night, they made, uh, the kitchen made some nachos. And underneath the cheese and everything else, there was guacamole. And I had no idea. Took one, oh, awesome nachos. And about 30 seconds later, it was, oh my God. And I said, is there guacamole on these? And so I said, yeah, I was, uh, great but that's number five because that's i it's not that i don't don't like avocados the taste or anything it's just they make me you know they make me want to visit the toilet in a hurry uh the next thing i just hate is you order chili cheese fries nachos something like that and it's got the melted cheese and the fries or whatever it is it's oh it's gonna be so good and they have to pour the little the uh, onion tops, little green onion slices. You have the little green onions, you chop up the, the green part, the scallions, whatever you call them. They have to be all over it. It's like, God, I hate those. I even asked, uh, no green onions. No green onions. That's number four, because it's like, it's one of those things that's because you want to, you have to see your food to really enjoy it. No, you don't. You really don't. Number three, the most overrated dessert. Not because I don't like it, but because I had too many growing up. It was like it was always, always every time someone made a pie, it was an apple pie. And I have got to, I don't, cannot stand apple pie. I don't like apples. Don't like apple juice. I still like applesauce, but otherwise... Uh, give me a cherry pie. Give me a peach pie, blueberry, anything. And as a side note, I've also gotten totally, completely sick of pumpkin pies and pumpkin spice. That's the next one is pumpkin spice. Everything at a certain time of the year, uh, what September through maybe November, everything is pumpkin spiced, pumpkin spice, this pumpkin spice that I hate pumpkin spice. Hate that flavor. 
and then there's just the one I can't stand, can't take. And it bothers me to no end. It's part of the, the food looks really great. You've seen it on the show and they're cooking and they're, they're making maybe tacos and they have this incredible marinated chicken or beef or fish. And they've got this incredible salsa they made with mango and jalapenos, maybe serrano peppers, whatever it is. And you're thinking, God, that would taste so good. And they've got all this stuff on, on the taco, right? And it's on the plate and you're thinking, man, I wish I had that plate in front of me right now. Because I know they would be awesome. And one final thing though. Then they reach in and they get about a pound of cilantro and put on top of the taco. If you don't know what cilantro is, cilantro is very good in certain things like salsas. In small amounts. Because I don't know anything that has a more pungent, stronger flavor, overpowering flavor than cilantro. You put that much cilantro on that taco. You know what you're tasting every time you take a bite. And they do it to sandwiches. It'll be a, a great looking burger. You go, man, that looks awesome. Now, oh, let's put some cilantro on it. And they put like a pound on it. And you're thinking, you just overpowered everything else on the burger or the tacos or the whatever it is. For God's sakes, no cilantro people. Okay, a little bit. In th certain things, yes, but no to the gobs of cilantro, and it's all because it looks a certain way. I mean, I can look at food and say that looks really good, but it doesn't mean it's going to taste good. My taste buds tell me that. So, again, pumpkin spice, apple pie, cilantro, the damn green onions, cilantro by far the worst, and avocado, just because I'm well, pretty badly allergic, apparently. And that's it for me, my friends. God bless y'all. Take care of yourselves. Be good. Remember, three golden rules of life, just three. There's probably more, but I say there's just three, so we'll stop there. If you are left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And, yes, go Gators. Already ready for college football season. It just ended. That's right. I'm jonesing already. My friends, God bless y'all. Take care. Be good. Talk to you tomorrow. Uh, always comments are welcome. And I will be getting a new PayPal system up soon, I hope. It's it's been a hassle. Uh, because I I my account's attached to an email I don't even use anymore. I have no idea what the password is. Uh, I can't get in the email to have them send me a new password or password reset. So anyway, and then I got to get the money out of the PayPal somehow. If somebody y'all know how to do that, put a comment on the dailygator.com, the blog, please help a guy out. Okay. I'm not computer illiterate by any means, but I am 56. So a lot of things with computers that like a 15-year-old could do and, and laugh at me while they're doing it. God, you're old and dumb, dude. You don't know how to do this. You don't know how to do this, man. Check it out, man. And then they type so fast, you're going, what did you just do? I ain't showing you, man. You're lame, dude. You should have known this, man. Anyway, thank you for listening. God bless you. Take care. And uh, manana, we'll see you tomorrow, okay? 
more accents, more uh, non-funny jokes, all the things you expect from me, you're going to get more, man, okay? You're going to get more, a lot more, man, okay? You'll take care now. And, uh, and, you know, my tacos, you don't get no freaking cilantro, okay? Because the big, uh, big Doug guy says no cilantro. Take care, brother.